How good is God? Amen? God is so, so good to us. What a great day. <clears throat> so we're in our series entitled, The Outlook of Gratitude. And today, <clears throat> I have a little subtitle that goes with this, entitled, The Enemy to Your Thoughts, <clears throat> or The Enemy of Our Thoughts. Um, the enemy of our thoughts and how the devil works against us to keep our outlook clouded, to keep our outlook negative instead of grateful and thankful. Today, I, I just want to take a few minutes and let's, let's everybody stand and let's just begin to thank God for all the great things in our lives. Let, I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go through just a list of things in my mind to be grateful and thankful for. Today, um, and, and, and I want you just to join in with me concerning it. Amen? Father, we're so grateful and thankful for the provision that we have in our lives. Father, that you've blessed us financially and in every way. We, we're grateful and thankful. We're thankful, Father, that you've healed our bodies today. That we are the healed in Christ Jesus from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. Father, I thank you for every marriage in the house today. That, Father, that it is blessed, that, that it's strong, it's growing, it's developing. Father, it's being strengthened day by day. Every marriage in the house, we're grateful and thankful for them. Father, for everybody that's not married yet, that is believing for a spouse, we thank you for the right timing of each and every spouse in their life in the name of Jesus. Father, today we, we thank you for our jobs and businesses that we're empowered to prosper in everything that we set our hand to. We're so grateful, Father, for, for, for the Holy Spirit that gives us insight and understanding in how to operate and, and do the things that we need to do because as we set our hand to the plow, we're blessed and prosperous in every single thing that we do. Today, Father, we're so grateful for the peace that is ours that Jesus paid for and liberated our lives. Today, we're so grateful and thankful, Father, for all of a, all the friends that we have and all the people in our lives and for every opportunity, Father, to be unthankful, we purpose to bring that thought into captivity and be thankful, find something grateful and thankful to have in our hearts coming out of our mouths on a day-to-day -day basis. And we honor you, we bless you, we give you praise today, Father, in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen, amen. and Amen. And anything else today, come on, give Him praise. Glory to God. <clears throat> and anything else that you can think of, anything else in your life, I promise you, being grateful and thankful is the weapon that produces in your life. Amen? It will produce in your life. You can be seated. Amen. So, I just thought we should start out being thankful today. Amen? So, we've got a number of foundational verses of Scripture today. And, and uh, I gave you a definition of the word outlook, or a couple of them, and I just want to focus on this one today. Um, an outlook is a view from a particular place. And I shared with you the last couple of weeks that, that you know, there, there, is a, there is a view and, and a vision. It's like looking through binoculars or however you want to say it. There's a view that 
thankfulness has. And there is a view on the other side of what un- being unthankful says and shows you and, 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 and speaks into your life. We can be thankful or we can be unthankful. And today, we're going we're gonna to talk about the enemy to thankfulness, which is in our thoughts. Our thoughts create this enemy that, that can, tries to convince us every day of the things to be ungrateful and, and, and unthankful for. It tries to convince us that we should be ungrateful and unthankful instead of being thankful and grateful for everything in life and looking for those things. Amen? So, I want to read our foundational passages that we've read in the last few weeks. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty seven, And it says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Father, we thank you that we have victory through Jesus Christ. And 2 Corinthians 2.14 pretty much says the same thing. Now thanks be to God, now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Thanks be to God who always leads us into triumph, into victory, every day, in every situation. But there has to be a thankfulness in our hearts. Um, we read in, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Verse 16 says, rejoice always. Verse 17 says, pray without ceasing. And in verse 18, in everything, everybody say everything, now, and I made this point last week. He didn't say because of everything, but he said in everything. I'm going to say it again. He didn't say because everything. Something bad happens and, oh Lord, I thank you that this bad thing happened to me. Nobody's going to do that. That's stupid. That's absolutely insane to thank God for bad things happening to you. No, he said, give me thanks in the midst of it and I'll change it. Truth is, bad things come. Things that are not totally right, they come. There's stuff that happens. Issues happen in life. There's just everywhere. But he said, he said, give thanks to me in everything. And he said, he said in this verse, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for your life. It is, your, it is the will of God for you to be thankful in everything. Well, Pastor, that's really, really tough. I just don't, I just don't think I can do it. That's not true. If he said you can do it and it's his will for you, then you can do it. Say it. I can do it. Say it again. Say it three times. Come on, say it three times like you mean it. I, 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 can, I can do it. It's not, when you say you can't do it, no, 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 I, I've tried and I just can't. No, you've chosen not to. If he said you can do it, and he said that's his will for your life, then you can do it. To be thankful and grateful in all things. All things. I, I believe, I, I believe this in my own life, I believe this today in myself. You can thank your way out of anything in life. And we're going to talk about that today. Because I want to show you what the enemy is using against you 
to keep you shut down. I'm not saying you, I'm just saying people in general. Myself included if I choose that. It's our choice. He's put before us life and death, blessing and cursing, but it's our choice. He's put His promises as we're delivering them today. His will for your life is to be thankful, but it's your choice. And I just, I know every human being has to have the right information and enough information to be able to make that choice. And God is faithful. Can you say amen? I believe that being thankful positions you for more in your life. I believe being unthankful and ungrateful positions you for nothing. Gratefulness, having, developing this outlook of gratitude positions you for more in your life. But just me saying that, if you've never even, if you're sitting here today and you've never heard that statement before, that may just sound like I'm talking in another language that you don't speak in. Like it doesn't even, what do you mean being thankful can position me for more? Well, that's why you have to listen to these things. You have to take what you hear. You have to begin to apply it in your own life so that you believe that that's true. So that you can make the choice to be thankful in unthankful surroundings. Because they're everywhere. (laughs) How many in here you've watched what, how many in here know who uh, Kanye West is? How how many have watched him and, and what he's doing? I got somebody the other day that texted me something. He said, can you believe what that, what that Kanye West guy's doing? And I thought, yeah, he's doing some amazing things. It's actually like a phenomenon. Right? Like a thousand people got saved in one service. When's the last time you ever heard something like that in America? I mean, it's happened, but it's been years. A thousand people in one service. And somebody's sending me something to be, to, to complain and moan and groan about. And because, I mean, before the Apostle Paul got saved, he killed Christians. Kanye did. I mean, maybe, maybe. Some of his rap music wasn't the best, you know, to listen to and uplifting and edifying years ago, whatever. He's made a change and he's given, he's made Jesus Christ the Lord of his life and he's, and he's like offending all the people around him. I mean, can you not find something else to be bothered by? The Bible says, rejoice with those who are rejoicing. Something good's happening. You want something good to happen to you? you got to get in the good business. Being able to rejoice for the good of other people. I'll just tell you this right now. You don't get, you don't see a thousand people saved in one service. This morning, this morning, 
The first 45,000 tickets are free at Lakewood Church today for Kanye West. The first 45,000. And then some other tickets they got that they're charging for and Ticketmaster, I mean, they're spiking the prices and all this, and people just throwing a fit over it. But 45,000 tickets are free. You know how many people are going to get saved today? But if a thousand people are getting saved in one situation, in one service, you better be praying for the guy, not complaining about the guy. And being grateful that people are getting saved. That the world is changing. You realize we have the opportunity right now to be a part of the greatest move of God on the planet. I'm not just talking about with Him. I'm just saying it's happening. Why? Because we have revelation and, and, and things like what I'm sharing with you today are getting out and people are getting a hold of it and, and, and people are making changes in their life. Amazing things are going on. There's no day like the present to be grateful and thankful for all that God has done and all that God is doing. And if you can't rejoice when good things are happening with someone else, you're not, you're not next in line for good things happening to you. I said it again, or I, I said this just a minute ago. It positions you for more. Being thankful and grateful, having, having developing this outlook of gratitude in everything that you see and look at positions you for more in your life. Ungrateful, unthankful, complaining all the time about every little thing positions you for nothing. I said nothing. I don't know about you, but I don't want nothing. I don't even have to, you don't even have to totally 100% agree with what I just said, but if there's a possibility of you ending up with nothing, get rid of it. Find something good to say about somebody. Hmm? At least Kanye's not killing Christians. Or whatever. I mean, to find something. If it's that hard, because you can't accept the fact that somebody that didn't live for God and now is born again. I mean, I mean, look at you. I mean, look at us. Look at my, I mean, come on. Anyway. Woo! Come on. So here's, here's, a, here's a couple of step process that we're going to look at in, in verses of Scripture. So just follow with me. Colossians 2.7 Rooted and built up in Him, established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. What does that sound like to you that we've been talking about this year? A daily routine. You hear the word taught, you do something with it, you develop a daily routine, and in the midst of that, you're practicing daily how to be thankful. God, I thank you that I'm well in my body. There may be something attack your body. God, I thank you that I'm well in my body in the name of Jesus. I'll just tell you this. Um, I'm going to read this verse of Scripture right at the end, but I'm going to read it first right now. It's found in Matthew 18 and verse 19. Again, I say to you that if 
two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, who's doing the asking? You are. You have to ask. It will be done for them of my Father in heaven. Father, I ask you to bless me and Lord, I'm just expecting I I need $5,000 and I expect that money to manifest by tomorrow afternoon. Tomorrow afternoon comes and it's not there. And after you prayed that kind of limpy little prayer trying to get something because of desperation there wasn't one word of thanksgiving involved listen to me and I'm going to show you this in, in, in these next verses of scripture before you can effectively ask you have to know how to effectively thank because what you ask for will never come if you don't learn how to have gratitude daily and thanking God that what I've prayed is coming to pass. See, in, in the last number of years, it's been a while now, I'm not quick to ask. I want to know the will of God first before I ask for things. And I want to know down in here that it's mine before I ask it. So that when I ask it, I'm not asking 15 times. I'm asking and then thanking. I'm asking Him and then daily, Father, I thank You that what I prayed, it's coming to pass because You showed me it was Your will for me in this situation. Because I spent time developing that and I spent time learning how to thank Him for all that He's done. Colossians 3.17 Whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Giving thanks to the Father through the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I thank You in the name of Jesus that you have healed my body today, I declare that it's so. Lord, I've prayed, I've spoken that, I believed it was your will, I declare that I am healed today in the name of Jesus. If there's something physically come against your body today, lay your hand on, on yourself right now. I'm telling you to do this. this isn't, we're not just going through the motions. Right now, Father, I thank you that the anointing is real. The anointing is on your word. The anointing is on me to declare this. And right now, I declare... That every person with something attacking their body, I declare their bodies are well in the name of Jesus. I speak health, I speak healing, I speak wholeness over their bodies from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. I declare that they are well today in Jesus' name. And Father, we come before you today thanking you that Jesus Christ literally destroyed all sickness and all disease. Everything with the name is under the feet of Jesus. And we declare today it's under our feet. We declare today that we are well in our bodies. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. As we prayed that, I'm saying, 
That came out of my spirit, man, to declare that. Now from here on, you begin to thank God and you remind God, Lord, the, Pastor Bert prayed that. Pastor Bert declared that. I agreed with him. You said any two agree as touching anything that they ask, it shall be done. We ask in faith and you thank him daily that you're healed. How many are in agreement with me with what I just prayed? Stretch your hand towards me right now. In the name of Jesus, we're in agreement today that you are healed. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Every day that I pray for you, I pray for you every day and I don't miss. Because The Apostle Paul said in what he was delivering to the church at Ephesus, and he said this in so many words to the other churches too, he said, I can't not pray for you. When I said that about Kanye West earlier, you can't not pray for somebody that has has started and and has developed. Because see, there's so many naysayers saying, well, that won't last. Why would we want something for Jesus not to last? Why would we not want it to increase more and more and more? Right? Do you want more revelation in your life today? Yeah. I want more revelation. I want more understanding of the power of thanksgiving in my life than I've ever had before. I'm telling you, I mean, I feel like I'm like through the roof on it right now in what I'm teaching because of what God's been ministering. Because see, anything that I'm teaching to you, if it's not being ministered to me, it's no good. Thankfulness works. And it's real. And God said it's His will for you in my life. Can you say amen? Whatever we do in word or deed, we do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that He be glorified. Whatever we do. We do it with thanksgiving. Can you say amen? Amen. So, in your daily routine, as we've talked about much this year, what has to change is your mind. What has to change is your thinking. The way, the way, what your outlook is, what your outlook is, what your viewfinder is seeing and finding, what you're looking at day to day, that has to change. And the only way that can change is if your thinking changes. You, 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 work, you can work really hard at changing your circumstances in your own ability, but it doesn't work. You have to change the way that you think. And to me, this verse of Scripture, one of my favorites through the years, is the key to starting the process. Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart out from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it. How often? Day and night. But not at noon. No, day. All night. All day. All night. Meditate on it how much? How often? Day and night. That you may observe... Not quick to ask, 
but meditate and observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you shall have good success. Then when? When you, when, as, as it says here, you're meditating and observing. You're meditating on it and observing. What, 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 what's, what, where does this observation come from? It comes from the meditation of the Word, the declaration of the Word, the daily routine that we develop of the Word of God to change the way that we think. It's so easy to complain. How many have heard my stories about my driving record with other people? Okay. Uh, do you think that the temptation to jump back into that just stops? I mean, sometimes when I'm driving home from the church, I can have like five opportunities. It's like everybody in town has heard my message and they're after me. We want to see Pastor Bert lose it. Hmm? We want to see Pastor Bert give us the bird. Every day. Every opportunity that we have to not be grateful and thankful. And, and that's what, I've, I've developed it even stronger in my life that when somebody does something or cuts me off or they did something that because they're in a hurry or whatever, Lord, I'm just thankful that I'm making my destination. I'm thankful that your angels encamp around about me. They protect me in all my ways. Lord, I thank you for every promise in your word today. Lord, I, I'm just backing off. Instead of driving 35, I'm going to drive 25. Then somebody's mad at you behind you. You know, well, okay, I'll speed up to 30. You know, I'm, on a, I'm just going to, I'm not in a hurry, and I'm not going to be in a hurry. I'm just grateful and thankful to be alive. And I'm thankful that I'm breathing today, and I'm thankful that you've anointed me, and I'm thankful that I have a testimony for how great you are, and I don't have to give in to this stuff. It's every opportunity comes. And it's the will of God for you to give thanks in the moment. And it positions you and empowers you for more in your life. You know why? You can be trusted. Because you're not going to lose it. Just because somebody cut you off in traffic or whatever, something that you battle with. 2 Corinthians 10. Just a couple comments here that I want to see as we're leading to our Last ver or a last passage here in a moment. For though we walk in the flesh, uh, verse 3 of Second uh, Corinthians 10. For though we walk in the flesh, we don't war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Everybody say strongholds. Okay? Alright, so... What is a stronghold? The question here is, what is a stronghold? And, and actually, actually, if you see this passage right here, he said, uh, uh, go to the next verse. Notice uh, at strongholds there, that wasn't a period, that was a comma. You're not through talking. Uh, go back to four. <laughs> Lost my wording. Uh, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God 
for the pulling down of strongholds, which is, verse 5, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought, everybody say every thought, into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That's how you develop an attitude of gratefulness and thanksgiving. You develop that attitude of thankfulness by bringing those thoughts captive by doing something contrary to what you would normally do. If you normally are going to react in a situation and the words that are coming out of your mouth are complaining and mad and angry about this person, that person, this person did that. No, no, no. Our weapons, you're, you're not doing any good but setting yourself up for nothing. Why? Because you can't be trusted. So what you're setting yourself up for is just the status quo with the world. Whatever the world's getting, that's what will come to you. But in God's kingdom, His will is for us to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, and to all things give thanks. In all things to give thanks. So in those moments when other things want to come out of my mouth and this perspective of being ungrateful, unthankful, no gratitude, mad at the world, it's everybody else's fault, they did this to me and that and all these other things, and we're looking at that, the only way that that can stop is to change the way you think, and the only way you change the way you think is with your words. You bring the wrong thoughts into captivity by declaring what the promises of God say and are. And if you can find another way to accomplish that, let me know. Because I've never found any other way. And if you're sitting there today and you don't even believe what I'm saying, you're, you're thinking to yourself, well, you know, I, I just don't know if that's true or not. Well, okay. But if you've never tried it, or you've not put out much effort in that way, how would you know if it would work or not? The only thing that you have that is working on your side are the negative thoughts convincing you that this isn't true. That this won't work. I'm telling you today, I challenge you to put this to work every single day and watch what will happen in your life because God's faithful. And if you get right down to it, if you've ever said or made a comment out of your mouth, I just don't know what the will of God is for my life. Well, it's 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, 17, and 18. And if you get busy doing that, all the other things that you thought you needed to figure out as the, what the will of God is for you know, certain vocation or something, that, some part of the destiny of your life, all that will evolve when you start rejoicing always, praying without ceasing, and in all things give thanks. Amen. Isaiah 26 and 3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. When your mind is lining up, it develops a trust inside of you in how real God is.
You know why? Because you can't be talked out of the promises of God based on what you see and hear. That's a good word right there. That's a good word. Philippians 4. And verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. For what? For how much? Nothing. A few things? No. Be anxious for absolutely nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all of your understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. When? When you, are, you go before God with an attitude and a heart of thanksgiving. Father, I thank you that what pastor prayed concerning my body, I still feel that ache in my body. I still feel this pain or whatever. But he declared that. I'm in agreement. Any two agree as touching anything they ask. If it's the will of God, is it the will of God for you to be well? Now I'm asking you, is it the will of God for you to be well? We see it in the Word. It is His will for you to be well. Father, I thank You that it's Your will. Pastor prayed, but he just prayed what You said was so, and we got in agreement, and it's Your will for me to be well. And today, Father, I'm so grateful, and I'm thanking You that You've made me well. I am the healed today in Christ Jesus. With that heart of thanksgiving, it stands guard over your heart and your mind. It protects your heart and your mind from the onslaught of the wicked trying to convince you that it will not come to pass. That's what the whole battle's over. The devil wants you to believe what you see and what you feel and the way things appear to be. He wants you to believe that more than the promises. And he works overtime. I promise you, he's faithful. So, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, noble, just, pure, lovely, of a good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, thankful worthy, meditate on these things. That's what he said to do. Don't let that word depart from your mouth. But meditate on it day and night, day and night, day and night. Observe as you're you're meditating. Holy Spirit will cause you to observe things and see things a certain way. And then you'll find your way prosperous and then you'll have good success in life. Amen? You'll find your way prosperous. Not just one day you'll be prosperous, it'll develop the way of prosperity in your life. Then you believe in it, and it's in your heart. And it's, so, so many times things that have a, a prosperous end in your life, for your life, took a long time to get there because these things had to be developed first. Can you say amen to that? Amen. So what I'm saying today in this last passage I'm going to read is that how you think and what you allow in your life is life and death. You may not think so, but it's life or death. What you think and what you allow in your life is life and death. I want to read a story that's familiar to us, but I'm going to read a little farther in this story also, and it's found in Matthew 16, and it's starting in verse 13, and I want to point a couple things out here. 
Um, so Jesus is with his disciples here, and when Jesus came into the region of, verse 13, into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that you're John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say? So I, I kind of feel like it was like this. But who do you say that I, Christ, the Son of the living God? I feel like Peter almost interrupted him. You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's what Peter said. And Jesus said to Peter, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I also say to you that you're Peter, and on this rock I will build my church that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. <clears throat> then he commanded his disciples that they should not tell that should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. Now, I'm going to read the next three verses here. <clears throat> but I have a different twist on this passage than what I've preached all my life. It's kind of just an addition to what I've preached along this. <clears throat> what Jesus told Peter was, He said, on this rock, I will build my church that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. And the rock was a person having revelation of who Jesus the Christ is and what he's accomplished in the days ahead from from the writing of this, the, the cross, the burial, the resurrection, the ascension on high was in the future. What you just said is the truth, whether you believe it or not, but that's what I'm going to build the church on is people that have revelation of this. Did Peter have that revelation? Today I say, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because we go from the blessed are you Simon Barjona to look at verse 20. <clears throat> from that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and raised on the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this, is not, this shall not happen to you. And I think before Peter finished saying that, Jesus turned around, and I don't believe, I believe Jesus probably raised his voice, but he wasn't talking out of his emotions. He was talking out of revelation. And you know what he, you know what he said to, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona? He turned and he said to him, get behind me, Satan. I 
I mean, that brought some confusion to the camp because he just talked about that he was blessed. What I really think Jesus was saying in the first deal, he said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for what you said. And on the revelation of what you said is what I'm going to build the church on. How many believe that today? For us in our lives. I'm telling you, Peter didn't have that revelation. Because what he did was, we just read in 2 Corinthians 10.3, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of these strongholds. And I want you to notice this last verse in what Jesus said. You are an offense to me. One translation says, you're a stumbling block to me. Another translation says, you're trying to hinder me. And this is how he was trying to hinder him. For you are not mindful, everybody say mindful. You're not mindful. You're not mindful of the things of God, but of the things of men. Because Peter was viewing this situation as, you know, that's not happening to you. If anybody on the planet it shouldn't happen to, it's you. How many agree with that? But that's natural thinking. Because when Jesus was in the garden... When he was in the garden, he made this statement. Father, if there's any other way to accomplish what we need to accomplish, I'm just asking you about it. But not my will, yours be done. The greatest act of submission ever, Jesus' will and the Father's will were not the same. Where? Where? In his mind. In his heart, yes. In his mind, no. He's telling Peter, you've got fleshly thoughts. I need you operating from spiritual thoughts. I have to go through this. And what Jesus was saying to the Father was, Lord, not my will, but I'm so grateful for your will. I'm so thankful for your will. I'm so thankful for what you have set up for all of mankind. And you know what? Listen to me. If you get a hold of this today right here, what I'm saying to you, it'll change your life literally forever if you get this. What he did by thanking the Father for his will instead of moaning and groaning and complaining about not getting his way and doing it his way, he embraced the Father's will and he gave God glory and thanks. And his ultimate act of submitting to the will of the Father has empowered you and I to fulfill what 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says is the will of God for our life. He's empowered us to be able to thank Him in the midst of anything and everything that we face. And like the song was today, even when it appears like it's not working, it's working for me. <laughs> Lord, it's working for me, and I'm so grateful. I, I, I mean, Lord, I have to admit, in, up in, upstairs up here in my head, I'd like for it to happen another way, but I'm so grateful for your plan and your will for my life. And it's coming to pass. 
And these things that appear not to be able to happen, they're happening and they will happen. Because you're faithful to your word. And that heart of thanksgiving is what positions us for more and more and more and more revelation and more understanding and more manifestation and more truth happening in our lives than ever before. But if you remain in the carnal mind, ungrateful, unthankful, complaining about everything, blaming everybody on the planet for what's not happening in your life, you're set up and positioning yourself for nothing. But it's your choice. But you know what I believe today? I believe there's not a person at the sound of my voice today that's going to choose nothing. We're all choosing everything that his promises say are ours. Can you say amen today? We will thank him in everything, no matter what it looks like or no matter how we feel. Can you say amen? So that... We will be, the, the, verse, the last verse I'm reading is the one I already read. Again, I say to you, Matthew 18, 19. Again, I say to you, <clears throat> two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done of them of my Father in heaven. So today, we're not going to necessarily be quick askers, but we're going to hear the word, We're going to meditate the word. We're going to create this thankful observation from the word. We're going to observe and and, and create this observation, this viewfinder that is seeing gratefulness in everything that we've had. I'm finding something good. I don't care what it takes. Holidays are coming up. Thanksgiving, family. Some people don't like to go spend time with family because they don't like family. And man, you can complain and just think about what you don't like about this one, that one, and the other. I'm 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 just telling you right now, it's a great opportunity to begin to find things to be grateful and thankful for. And begin to pray for those people that, that you feel like have taken advantage of you or done things or said things about you or whatever. I'm not talking about you have to reconcile with every single person. That's up to God, God leading you to do that with the person. But man, from your perspective, you can change your heart and your attitude, the things that you need to change and begin to give thanks and praise to God each and every day so that we're not askers that are asking outside of faith. Because I'll just tell you this, when you wear your asker out and you get disappointed, man, it does something to your walk of faith. It does something to you. It hurts you. Don't be so quick to ask, but develop this lifestyle of thanksgiving so that when you ask, you know how to thank Him until the manifestation. That's what I'm giving you today. You will receive if you learn how to be grateful and thankful for everything that He has done in the midst of ungrateful and unthankful situations that you might find yourself in. And I promise you, he will prove himself every single time. Is he not the same yesterday, today, and forever? Does he not judge a person based on on color of skin, background, how much money you do or don't have, where you live or you don't live? God doesn't judge you. There's only two races of people on the planet. Saved 
and unsaved. And the unsaved are getting saved. Because <laughs> God didn't desire for one to perish, but all come to the saving knowledge. There is no race. I mean, we all, we're all several buckets of dirt and several buckets of water. Whatever the, whatever the combination is. That's what your flesh is made of. Some people have uh, lighter dirt in their bucket. Some people kind of medium grade. Some people a little darker or whatever. But it's all dirt. I'm just looking at a bunch of dirt and water out there. Amen? That's all we is. Can you say amen? That's all we are. And we're grateful and thankful that God thinks enough of this bucket of, bucket of, of dirt and water and, he, and he's called me his own, and he's called me his favorite, and he's called me his friend. Man, right there. I mean, if the whole rest of the world just implodes, you're standing there being grateful and thankful that what he calls you. Can you say amen to that? Everybody say, I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm prosperous because he said so. Amen. Amen.